0: Going. No, man, you got the right classroom. Come on in, take a seat beside me, my friend. Yeah. Right hey, look, here comes T.A. Charlie. Let's see what he got to say.
1: Morning. It's Terrifying Tuesday, and you're watching The Road to Concord with <laughs> Professor Joe Bakanovic. Homeroom is on Rumble. You just go to Rumble and you search the channels for The Road to Concord. It's one word. When you find it, you go ahead and you click follow. Not mean you got to set up an account, but it's fast, it's easy, it's free, I did it, you can do it. For those technologically challenged members of the class, you can also catch us on Facebook, Twitch, and Twitter. Sometimes on YouTube, when the professor's not going to get himself censored, mostly that's just Wednesday. Then you can catch the podcast after the show. It's uploaded to Podbean, iHeartRadio, and Spotify, and sometimes BitShoot. Just look for the road to Concord. You can go to the blog page at TheRoadToConcord.com. That's where you'll find all your show notes, study notes, and handouts for the class. Finally, you can email a professor at Joe at the road to Concord.com. He's a little slow right now, but he'll eventually get around talking. to emailing you back. Phones are on today, 229-469-0335, but only for registered numbers. We only accept calls from regular known classmates. If you wish to call in and are a regular classmate, you may request phone access through an email. If you find our classes helpful, please click the thumbs up, like, subscribe, and share it with those you think could benefit from it. Just warn them, you will find out today. Joe (laughs) is an acquired taste. This show is listener sponsored, meaning we do not solicit business advertising. We so we are not limited in the content we provide for y'all. With that said, we ask for your 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 yeah uh, 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 right one! <laughs> Your participation <laughs> on a value for value basis. If you find or show of value to you, then you provide an equivalent. He's got three days
0: left this week,
1: folks. If you're looking for a try, shoot through the donut link on the Road to Concord blog page. Show description on Rumble and the comments on the other streams.
2: Hey, we all know T.A. Charlie isn't all there. Oh. Nope. Now, and we are on AC donuts. Didn't give it a well, time. no. Cinnamon rolls. You'll soon well,
1: we not spiral donuts. Deluxe <laughs> <So laughs> cinnamon rolls with nuts. Oh, thanks, to that, oh, that, that was that That was good, yes. I think it was Dip, dip anyway. Hey, Let's look. Road dog showed up.
2: Professor Joe Doesn't down. he owe you a paper? Road oh, d- oh,
1: yeah, because he missed the entire class yesterday.
0: Paper and sentences. Yes. 500 sentences. I will not be late for class. Yes. Start typing. Copy and paste is not allowed.
1: (laughs) But he could use AI.
0: No, you rebooted our AI. It's working properly this morning (laughs) so far.
2: I to say, I ain't writing no paper dang.
0: (laughs) Well, that's still fairly functional there compared to yesterday. (laughs) Charlie rebooted our AI. upside the casing, you know, (laughs) it's, it's going to be one of them days. Did you read the title? (laughs) I'm nudging you. Yes. I'm nudging you. I was told by the nudge people that I should not ask you to go to the donut page. You know, the, the donate button and ask you for $5 a month. I should be asking you for 500 so that you'll give me 40. Yes. That's how that works. And better than that. I should make it so when you log on to the show, you have to opt out of donating. Otherwise, you automatically have to donate. You see, that's how you get to keep your free will. And I get to make you do what I want you to do. While you keep your free will. Now, if this sounds a little bit like we are fornicating for chastity, that's the theme of today's show. Or at least, that's how I see it. We're going to talk about nudge theory today. (laughs) Nudge? Shove, shoot. But I don't think I get to that part. But before we do, warning this show may contain some sarcasm today. Just a little bit. Because I hate the subject and the people who put it together. Pink and Purple Passion Day. I have mentioned this often, many times before, and I've never really gone over this. I would just assume that y'all would figure this out on your own. But just in case. You haven't had time. This is the book that started it all. This is Nudge by Richard H. Fowler and Cass Sunstein, you know, Obama's buddy. It was published in 2009. It's about 312 pages long. This is the reverse, revised version or whatever. This is this is what it says on Amazon. This is how they describe it. It says, uh, we're not going to read that top part. That's just blah, blah, blah. Here, every day we make choices... About what to buy or eat, about financial investments or our children's health ed- and education, even about causes we champion or the planet itself. Unfortunately, we often choose poorly, according to who? Oh, well, don't get into that, Joe. Nudge is about how we make these choices and how we can better make better ones. We? Who's this we business? Anyway, don't pay attention to that either. Using does, I told you, may contain a little bit of sarcasm today just a touch just a touch it's just it doesn't take a whole lot of wasabi in your black coffee to give you the right flavor so it's just a touch of sarcasm it says using dozens of eye-opening examples and drawing on decades of behavioral science research <clears throat> MK Ultra <clears throat> Nobel Prize winner Richard H. Thaler and Harvard Law School professor Cass Sunstein what could possibly go wrong with a Harvard Law School guy involved here i mean what the heck is a law school guy doing involved with an uh, uh, economist? Anyway, they show that no choice is ever presented to us in a neutral way, and that we we're all susceptible to biases that can lead us to make bad decisions. Yeah, like reading your, anyway, excuse me. But by knowing how people think, we can use sensible choice architecture to nudge people toward the best decision for, ourselves, our families, and our society without restricting our freedom of choice. Let me translate that last part. By knowing how the rubes think, we self appointed intelligentsia can use sensible choice architecture to nudge the rubes toward the best decisions for us and our families and the society we're trying to make without restricting Our freedom of choice. This is definitely they versus them, folks. They won't tell you that because they're nudging you. This book is pure propaganda. This is the newest version, and they call it the final edition. And this was published in 2021. And they write here, since the original publication of Nudge more than a decade ago, the title has entered the vocabulary of business people, policymakers, engaged citizens, and consumers everywhere. The book has given rise to more than 400 Nudge units in governments around the world and countless groups of behavioral scientists in every part of the economy. Economy. Oh, Okay. Behavioral scientists in the economy? Yes. You know them as PR representatives, spin doctors, and propagandists. Depends on where they work. Anyhow, keep going. It has taught us how to use thoughtful choice architecture, a concept the authors invented to help us make better decisions for ourselves, our families, and our society. Who's this way you keep talking about, you morons? Because you're talking about how to get the masses to do what you want them to do. But you're talking as though you're part of them. Caution, not just a little sarcasm today, but also a bit of a rant as well. Now the authors have rewritten the book from cover to cover, making use of their experiences in and out of government over the past dozen years, as well as an explosion of new research in numerous academic disciplines. In other words, we're updating our methodology. Live as we're going, as we experiment on the masses and the rubes and the sheeple out there, and we figure out how to better get them to do what we want them to do with a minimum of work so that we can make our numbers even smaller than they already are, getting rid of the people in the Illuminati that we didn't like. Charlie, is this Conspiracy Theory Thursday?
1: No, this is Teaching Tuesday.
0: Well, you just got to blend them together. Think Hebrew instead of Greek. To commit themselves to never undertaking this daunting task again, they are calling this the final edition. Oh, how very progressive of them. It offers a wealth of new insights for both its avowed fans and newcomers to the field about a wide variety of issues that we face in our daily lives like COVID-19, health, personal finances, retirement savings, credit card debt, home mortgages, medical care, organ donation, climate change, and sludge. That's the paperwork and other nuances we don't want that keep us from getting what we do want all while honoring one of the cardinal rules of nudging make it fun <laughs>
1: climate change climate change climate oh, change.
0: fun make it fun firefly rules for radicals do y'all remember this remember how I tell you that all of this is tied together Saul Alinsky's rules for radicals this is just first six of them look at that one right there I outlined in red for you A good tactic is one your people enjoy. They'll keep doing it without urging and come back to do more. They'll even suggest better ideas. Make it fun, people. What they just told you, Cass Sunstein and Mr. Thiel, is that Nudge is nothing more than another updated version of Rules for Radicals. (laughs) Crit hack 11, Teaching Conspiracy Tuesday. (laughs) Yes, this is Conspiracy Tuesday. There ain't no theory in it except for the quote-unquote nudge theory, which they just got done telling you isn't a theory anymore because it's within 400 government units, nudge units all over the world. In other words, they were implicating this. But don't worry, it's just Saul Alinsky. And Saul Alinsky is the great man who dedicated his book and his thinking to Lucifer, who, even though being cast out of heaven, at least won his own kingdom. Oh, he didn't. He had to deceive the woman to get Adam to abdicate deception um okay maybe this is related deception is what nudge is all about <laughs> nothing to see here though folks move along the the, the connection between nudge and sololinsky you know, just just move oh wait a minute another firefly here sololinsky also taught us that there are eight levels of control that must be obtained in order to create a socialist state health care poverty debt gun control welfare education religion and class warfare Uh, half of those are what Cass Sunstein just listed as being the subjects of nudge. Oh, wow. Nudge is about how to become socialist. Yes, boys and girls, you're starting to catch on. See, the fireflies work great when you let them. This is, uh, Alinsky on the left here. And underneath there, in a letter dated July 8th, 1971, from a Miss Hillary Rodham before she was Clinton, dear Saul... When is that new book, meaning Rules for Radicals, coming out, or has it come and I somehow missed the fulfillment of Revelation? I need some new material to throw at people. That's Hillary Rodham on the right, before she married Bill Clinton in 1975. In 1968, Hillary Rodham wrote her Wesley College thesis on Saul and met with him personally on several occasions. He was a hero of hers. 1969, Hillary Rodham entered Yale Law School, during which time she wrote a chummy letter to Alinsky that came to light in 2014. It demonstrates that she considered him an important mentor and that she was deeply committed to his radical political philosophy. And in 1971, Hillary Rodham interned at a law firm known for its radical politics and clients, like the Black Panthers. She has never changed. The whole goal of these people is communist revolution remember? First step is socialism. Yes, AI. How may I help you today?
2: I just want to point out the hand signals she's making.
0: <laughs> don't know what that means, but they don't look natural. Her hands, and, it means she's yeah. Italian, just means she's Italian. Oh, okay, then. Yeah. <laughs> and then don't forget this gentleman smile for the sheep. Yes. <laughs> power analysis relationships built on whatever the heck that is the corporation banks and utilities Self-interest. oh self-interest you know what he's actually teaching here folks this is community organizing this is game. oh never mind that's just the professor barry you know obama he was actually just a visiting individual he's not a professor he's just a, yeah another community organizer but anyhow Pay no attention to any of that. That's got nothing to do with nudge. Nudge theory. It posits that by shaping the environment, we can increase the likelihood of individuals choosing one option over another. The overview. Thaler and Sustine popularized the nudge theory. They defined the concept as any aspect of the choice architecture, love their language, that alters people's behavior in a predictable way Without forbidding any options or significantly changing their economic incentives. A nudge can be contrasted to a mandate, which forces rather than suggests a change in behavior. You've got to vote R or the Ds will win. That's a nudge. Yes. Oh, just pay attention, folks. It gets really fun and just, it's just so enjoyable here. An example product placement in stores. We are nudged to make purchases in supermarkets when certain products are placed alongside one another. For example, beside the chips, the store has conveniently placed an array of dips that would go perfectly with the chips. You're not told to buy the dips, but you are nudged in that direction thanks to strategic placement, and they had nothing to do with it. It, you know, they're not keeping you from doing that. I mean, If I make you opt out of paying extra taxes this year, and all you have to do is hit these 50 million buttons and go through 356,000 million pages of screen to opt out, it's just a simple task. And they know that most people will just go ahead and pay the extra taxes. So that's how they nudge you into paying extra money without taking your free will away from you. I'm being just slightly hyperbolic here. But that is exactly how they do things now, which is why whenever you get this free trial thing, you have to opt out of it. Otherwise, you just keep paying on it because they know that most of you won't opt out later and they get to keep billing you until finally you figure it out and get around to. Anyhow, dip by DDT, comment on the board, lighter version of MK Ultra and Mockingbird. Lighter, <laughs> more insidious. But yes, you're ahead of the class schedule. Sit down, be quiet, Mr. Dip. Don't get ahead of the lesson plan. Sarcasm might come your way if you do. (laughs) Let's go over some examples. Urinal target. What? Yes, make peeing fun for men. Did I say that? Yeah, okay. One of the most commonly cited examples of nudge theory is the urinal target. It is essentially an imagine mark placed inside a urinal to encourage users to aim at it. This reduces the spillage of urine onto the floor and therefore reduces cleaning costs. Often, an image of a housefly is used for this purpose since they connote unhygienic conditions and are not as frightening as other insects. This has been uh, put to use in many places, such as airports, such as Amsterdam's Schiphol Hall Airport, schools, stadiums. Thaler and Sunstein also mention this in their 2008 book, and Thaler calls it his favorite example of nudge. How? Mature must Thaler be that his favorite example is a potty game. I thought we outgrow that in elementary school. Anyhow, uh, second example, placement of products in stores. Well, we've already read that one. Third, the default option. Another kind of nudge is the default option, which is the option that a user automatically receives when they do nothing. Oh, you see this
1: all the time now because of the laws about privacy and stuff where... A website comes up and it says cookies we use cookies just click this link and it will default to cookies. all cookies yes but you have to click this other link if you don't want to yes. share your privacy and then unclick these other buttons and everything that's not so-
0: nudge folks that's i've done it for you you have to opt out that's not nudge this whole theory is nudge this is str- anyhow the Campbell RV, et cetera, blah, 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 argue that people are more likely to choose a particular option if it is the default option. How do you choose something that's forced on you before you even get going? <laughs> Progressives, they make my brain hurt because they actually believe that, folks, hold on, timeout. Sarcasm, uh-uh, put that aside, full-on rant right now. How are you choosing something if you turn on your computer, here, you know owe us $50 million unless you opt out. This is the simple way to opt out. It'll take you 55,000 years to do it. It's very simple. Go ahead and opt out. How are you choosing not to pay the money? It was forced on you just because you turned on your computer. That's not a choice, folks. But these people think it is because they've given you this very hard option to opt out. You have to choose to not do it. This is fornicating for chastity. And these people believe they're being sweet, nice, and humble, and just helping you make the right choice that they've already chosen for you. And they haven't done anything to trample on your free will in the process. They're very good about making sure they tell you that over and over again. All right, back to the, yeah, go ahead, put it up there. All right, Charlie, I see that. (sighs) Another study was done by Pritchard, and whatever his name is, who found that people were more likely to go with the renewable energy choice for electricity when it was set as the default option. So the option that will destroy civilization is the default. And if you opt out, then you're an ugly person because now we will reduce your social credit score. But you, we didn't get in the way of your free will. You can opt out. You think I'm being facetious out there? Oh, hold on, buttercup. I know I'm not supposed to be using that phrase, but buckle up. You're going to need it. If you're one of the woke folks in this world and you think I've hurt your feelings already, oh, I ain't even got started yet. Social proof heuristics. We look at the behavior of other people to guide our behavior. And this is the basis for another technique of nudging. You know, little Sally Muckenfutch is born with no arms and no legs. And if you don't surrender your free will and all your money so that we can give her artificial limbs and legs, you're an awful person. That's basically what this is. This is why every progressive, whenever they want to push something that's full of garbage, always has little Sally Muckenfutch up there because it's always for the children. I mean, they lost their best campaign ad with this one when Michael Jackson died. All they had to do is try him out there and a little pedophile. It's for the children. God, I'm so sick and tired of it. Yes, sarcasm and rant today. No sugarcoating whatsoever in this class, folks. I hate what these people are doing. This is evil, personified, systematized, and shoved down your throat for your own good. This is also proof that everything I've been telling you since I started this show is true. Oh, by the way, why am I not guilty of nudging here? Because I'm straight up telling you that I'm biased in this. I hate people, hate people who seek to control others while painting themselves as the moral high ground. And forgiving themselves because I gave you the choice to opt out. I shouldn't have to opt out. I should have to opt in. Well, it's all democratic, Joe. When did we vote for this garbage? Remember, this was forced on you through the Obama administration without ever going through Congress. So don't say I voted for this. This is dictatorial by definition. So, no, I'm not nudging you. I'm flat out telling you I hate this crap. They won't do that for you. What's so funny there, Charlie? Aaron Spikes, I hate to say it, but one day the gun is going to take over and he's going to mess a little Sally's name up. (laughs) That's because Aaron knows what Sally's name really is. (laughs) Yes, yes, Aaron, that is definitely a worry. This causes Charlie to lose hair at night. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) <laughs> Dip dipped my DDT on the board he says I'm just waiting on Joe to slip over that phrase with the wrong f-word
2: <sighs>
1: yeah we needed a little comedic pause there
0: <laughs> oh, the social proof heuristic can also be used in fundraising oh, campaigns <laughs> When the donors become visible to the public, others are also more inclined to make contributions. All right. Is this somebody we know? It's Jimmy. Jimmy, should we play your music or are you just going to just jump right in and join the fun? Just
2: step right in and join the fun. I'm going to give you an
0: example of nudge that I think your audience will right
2: away be able to relate to. Okay. Go for it, Jimmy, because I need to calm down. Okay. Non-ethanol gasoline. Oh, that's a show. How much higher it is than the other gasoline that I can't burn in my 68 Camaros. And I'm not saying that I have 68 different Camaros. I have two, but they're from the year 68. Yes, I know. They can't use ethanol gas. It'll it'll destroy the inside of the um, fuel system. So I have to put non-ethanol gas in them. The federal government doesn't want us having those kinds of cars, so they make that gas sky high. That's why it's about, what, I don't know, 60 cents higher than regular
0: gasoline? Oh, it's worse than that, Jimmy. Do you remember when you and I were younger that diesel was always cheaper than gasoline? Uh Uh-huh. Why is it almost a dollar more now?
2: Yep. That could be due to demand. I don't know.
0: That is not due to demand, Jimmy. That that's a tax on the uh, on the trucking industry. Uh huh. That's exactly where that comes from. That was a tax on the trucking industry.
2: Well, that may be yeah. a more of a corruption from the standpoint yes, of, en- of self-enrichment, getting more money into the system yes, so they is. can skim
0: it. But this way, they can say that they didn't raise the taxes on the trucking industry. Yeah, and you but can always what opt out by not, with not driving a car. truck. I know yeah, they're, what they're doing they're, to me yeah.
2: with my car hobby is to make it unaffordable. So as in, I can't pursue my happiness.
0: They're also forcing you to replace all of your old lawn and garden equipment and your old ATVs and your old boats. Anything that has yep. a carburetor in it has to be That replaced. is an example of nudge right there it, nudge. that we all feel. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Yes. And um, It's going to direct federal
2: firearms act. You know, they can't have it appear to be an infringement. So you can have those firearms that are forbidden. You just have to pay this high sky, you know, the sky high federal uh, gun tax. And
0: and then they're going to start telling you that you have to have a bio safety weapon on there. So it only works for you. And you have to buy ammunition that only lasts three to five years. Yep. It's all nudge. All
2: examples of nudge.
0: Yes. Yes, it is.
2: And any politician that suggests it ought to be strung up, but hey, that's just me.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'm self-censoring right now, Jimmy. The gunny just about slipped out there, Aaron. <laughs> he came you, close.
2: You, you can start with violation of oath of office. Yeah, that's not where I'm going right. to start. I'm, you take it from there.
0: I'm going to feed him a I'm jelly gonna, donut. I'm going to go find something less
2: risky to get involved in.
0: All right, brother. Thanks for the call. Well, see you. Got my eye up, baby. All right. Let's keep nudging. (laughs) Somebody check Charlie. (laughs) Don't make me laugh, man. I can't breathe. (laughs) Oh, I'm sorry, folks. I'm sorry about that. (laughs) Desert storm, the gift that keeps on giving. Uh, How about this one? Political applications. This is just another example of nudge. The nudge theory has been quickly adopted by governments around the world to influence citizen behavior. Wait a minute. To what? (laughs) Now you understand why we had to legalize propaganda again in this country so that they could apply nudge. Maybe that would be why Cass Sunstein was part of this book because you needed a lawyer to push this agenda. Anyway, forget that. That's conspiracy theory. In 2008, the U.S. government got Cass Sunstein himself and appointed him Administrator of the Office of Information and Regulatory Affairs. Propaganda. Anyhow, two years later, the U.K. also established its Nudge Unit, Propaganda Unit, excuse me, which was led by David Halpern. Both David Cameron and Barack Obama employed the nudge theory to advance domestic policy goals in their countries, Nick Smith, 2010 More recently, Boris Johnson's government tried to fight the uh, coronavirus pandemic by using the nudge theory to encourage herd immunity.
2: Propaganda. Propaganda. Propaganda.
0: Used to be illegal in the United States, but now it's it's legal under nudge theory. Mm, 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 Stand by with that rant button, Charlie. (laughs) Nudge management. Nudge theory has also been adopted in the business world where it helps with management and improved corporate culture. It is commonly used in human resource software. Tim Marsh believes that the nudge theory can help organize, increase their safety and create a robust zero harm culture. A lot of Silicon Valley companies are using various kinds of nudges to increase the productivity and happiness of their employees. Nudge management has even become a popular term which aims to improve the productivity of white-collared workers. See how great this is and benevolent. We're doing no harm in healthcare. Nudge theory is one of the many health initiatives aiming to change people's... Uh, That's it. I'm done. Healthcare, fundraising... Mm, A logarithm nudging. Oh, we've got to read this one. Nudges can be used in digital logarithms to perform various functions. In his article for the Harvard Business Review, Molman coined the term "algorithmic nudging" to discuss how companies are increasingly using logarithms to influence behavior, not by force, but by nudging them into desirable behavior uh That is a form of force, for, anyway.
1: Dynamic he, pricing.
0: Yeah, he also talks about how a logarithm nudging is more powerful than its non-logarithmic counterpart. The former has enormous data as its at its disposal, allowing personalization, and can even be adjusted in real time. And we're using nudging for tourism, the, uh, folks. This is how you nudge somebody you know is already mentally unhinged into committing a school shooting when you need to uh, deflect attention from something else that you got caught doing in the media. Joe, are you saying the engine? Yes. Yes. I'm telling you that they engineer these things by nudging these people into their little breaks. This is why sometimes you get two or three of them all in the same time period, and they'll only focus on the one that does the most good for their cause and it's a nudge because now you're willing to accept more restrictions on your rights to stop the school shootings that they set up joe you can't prove that oh no not directly not with the amount of data i have available to me in the public world but i can put up a velocity vector that it's going to be very hard for you to ignore all right charlie we'll get back to it You better stay handy on those buttons because this ain't going to be the last time this happens. Oh, more fireflies. Oh, yeah, social nudge. It's not like they've admitted that we can throw an election by as many as 15 point percentage points by how we nudge people through all of this good garbage. Oh, wait a minute. Yeah, Facebook did say that, didn't they? But that's okay because that's democracy. When Zuckerberg decides who should win the election and he pushes the election in that direction to help you make the right choice for the whacked out mental midget, idiot vegetable known as Biden who can barely stand up. That's just helping you make the right choice. And, and now from a word from our sponsor, this break brought to you by the donut consortium of the world here, serving you yummy, yummy donuts from no matter what source you get them from. Even Twinkies, if you have no other option, because, you know, a Twinkie will last forever. And you can choke down a 2,000 year old Twinkie and it'll still be edible. I know that from watching the very good Christmas movie, Die Hard. Anyway, or was that lethal weapon? I think they're both the same, just two different actors. <sighs> okay, I'm better, Charlie. I can, there was nothing to see there, so we will move on. <sighs> oh, crap sorry charlie folks i have some very disturbing news to tell you charlie put on your microphone what is your advanced <laughs> degree in
1: uh change management
0: uh, nudge theory of change management
1: oh gosh
0: <laughs> see charlie uh, is a spy yes he's uh, a nudge time, expert you want to explain this charlie because this is Uh, your uh, wheelhouse sustaining change yes Mm -hmm. this is what you went to school to learn how to do to nudge people yeah you little control freak you (laughs) they snuck you into the road to concord to nudge me in the direction they want me to go luckily for me i'm just a crayon eating marine and i'm not smart enough to take the nudge i'm also polish makes me very stubborn and german and french and you let him mess with my programming. <laughs> yes. and, and, that uh, would explain why you act up so often.
2: For <laughs> shame.
1: And, and along with the nudge theory, there you you also have to um, look at rules for radicals. Because one of the things you have to take into account with change management is the culture of the organization that <laughs> you're
0: dealing with,
1: <laughs> and that's huge
0: the AI was on the spot there Aaron Spice says, I knew you should have let me fire Charlie <laughs> folks if you're new to the show that joke goes way oh, goes back way to way the beginning back. Aaron has way been trying back. to fire Charlie since I was doing Charlie <laughs> oh, all right did well, he get fired twice three or four times <laughs> You can't fire a slave.
2: You can't fire slaves.
0: (laughs) Here's another way of doing nudge theory. You clearly define your changes, you know, what you want to do. Then you consider changes with your employees' point of view. In other words, how are they going to look at it so that you know how to get around them? And you use evidence to show the best option. Evidence? Yes, you trot out Lily, little Sally Futch. I got it right, Aaron. And you present the changes as a choice or an option. So if we will not help little Sally Buck and Fudge, you're an evil conservative right-wing hater that doesn't like taking care of little children. So then you listen to the feedback and they go, I'm not evil. I just don't have the money to pay for little Sally Buck and Fudge. So you limit their obstacles. You say, well, you're either gonna help little Sally Buck and Fudge or you're gonna need a new job. So you keep momentum up. When you bring out little Sally, the next thing you do is you say, Now we got to keep changing. And now here's little Johnny. Uh, <laughs> <Schmuckatelli>. <laughs> little Johnny Fufu? Yeah, little Johnny Fufu. <laughs> and you rinse, lather, repeat, rinse, lather, repeat. And you never tell the idiot reading the instructions to quit with the feedback loop. So he wonders why he never gets his hair washed and has to keep buying shampoo.
1: That's called an infinite loop in programming. They're really fun.
0: Somehow or another, I suspect the rant's not over for the day.
1: Not for the day. Maybe for a few seconds.
0: <laughs> the beauty of all of this, folks, is it's science. See, all I got to do is decide whether the motivation is high or low, and your ability is hard or easy, then your prompts and I put my action line on there and it's all just a formula to these people. And here are the tools we use to make this happen. We use anchoring and adjustment, optimism over confidence. That's because it is gonna be so great when you're a slave. Don't worry about all the problems you used to have to worry about when you were free. Now you're gonna be a slave and it'll be great and we're gonna frame it. Don't call it slavery, just call it total dependence on us and the benevolent government. See, we framed it properly. Self-control strategies. If you don't do what we tell you to do, we're gonna put you in a FIBA camp with a guillotine and give you a number. See, we just instituted self-control on your part. Priming, I'll get you ready for it. We call that grooming. Availability, I'm gonna make it the only choice you have because you can opt out. It's just gonna take you 15 million years to get through the one simple easy step of opting out. Look, it's just one button. That leads to another button, 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 and you're in that infinite feedback loop. But it was very simple. It was only one button. Loss aversion, uh, you know, that's the number. If you keep doing what we tell you to do, we'll give you a bigger and bigger number so that it'll take longer and longer for you to get to the guillotine. Temptation will tempt you with this. Look, if you're going to go live in the controlled environment that we make for you, we'll give you sex, drugs, and rock and roll free. Well, wait a minute. How do you make the other party in this sex thing willingly did you miss the drugs part anyhow confirming following the herd you know little sally muck and, and we're all going to do the same eh. the arctic Tortoise has chimed in let's see what this has to say he says why do we always see little sally on a tropical island with adults only all the time uh, yes that's true Th- that goes to the temptation part there tortoise did you miss that anyhow stimulus response Oh, there's all sorts of ways that I can slap your hand or pet you, depending on how you behave. Representativeness. Well, everybody's doing it, except the mean, ugly people. Status quo bias and inertia. Well, you know, if you don't do this, then the uh, Republicans are going to come and kill grandma and take away your social security. Mild, mi- mi- mindlessness. Well, you know, everybody that votes for Trump's crazy. They're all stupid. They're insane. They're mindless. Spotlighting, you know, I'm going to focus that. That's the folks, y'all realize that this, all of these things here on the screen right now, they all fit into one of all Saul Alinsky's rules for radicals. Every yes. one of them.
1: Yeah, you'll have Sally, whatever her name is, <laughs> <laughs> <Fucking bunch. laughs> at the uh, State of the Union address and spotlighted, right?
2: Yes.
0: Yes. And that's how this works. So I have a question for you. I'm going to be serious for a moment. If you know you are consciously and intentionally manipulating the decisions of other people without their knowledge, are you innocent? Or are you a tyrant by another name? And remember, form and function define. Hmm. Uh Uh-oh, more fireflies. Oh, my favorite band, look here your favorite villain. This could be anybody you want it to be, but in this case, it's Zorg. And he says, I know this music. The group mind in the crowd, study of popular mind. Y'all remember these books? I've shown them to you before. This is about the studies in the late 1800s about how to control people. This is human psychology. This is how to get people to do what you want them to do. They've studied this. This is when Nietzsche and Freud and all those other idiots were running around. Oh, look, people are just meat computers that we can program. I never have figured out, though, if you and I are just meat computers that they, quote, unquote, the proverbial they can program, who programmed them? Well, they programmed themselves, Joe. I don't think so. I think they have an invisible hand up their butt. Might be called Satan or one of his lieutenants or whatever. Anyhow, can't go there. That's religious stuff. It's all mind control, Joe. It's just MKUltra. See, one of you yuck yucks in the classroom was ahead of that lesson plan today. This is why you never try to get ahead of the teacher. He knows what order to put these things in. It's a good thing I'm not the teacher. I'm just your show guide for the day. The Phantom Public, Walter Lippman. He thought the best way to implement MKUltra was through the media. Yes, Julie Larson. She's got the gold star for the day. <laughs> I'm glad you understand I'm teasing with you, Dip. <laughs> this is from uh, Amazon. It says, Lippman, the Phantom Public, 1925, expresses the author's lack of faith in the democratic system. Oh, my gosh. File this one under admissions by the progressives. By arguing that the public exists merely as an illusion, a myth, an inevitability, a phantom. Why do you think I tell you that society is a social construct? It's an artificial. Oh, my God. Where do you. Mm. Anyhow. Sorry. I love it when I'm vindicated, but I shouldn't always do that. It's bad of me. It shows my arrogance. Arguing that the public merely exists as an illusion, myth, an inevitable phantom. As Carl Bybee wrote, for Lippmann, the public was a theoretical fiction and a government was primarily an administrative problem to be solved as efficiently as possible so that people could get on with their own individualistic pursuits. Lippmann posits that society is made up of two types of people, agents and bystanders, also referred to as insiders and outsiders, <laughs> they and them. It's us and them. The agent is someone who can act executively on the basis of his own opinions to address substance of an issue. And the bystander is the public, merely a spectator of action. Only those familiar enough with the substance of a problem are able to then analyze it and propose solutions to take executive action. In other words, experts. Self-appointed intellectual intelligentsia who know more than you do and therefore have a moral imperative to save you from yourself by nudging, shoving, and shooting you when you don't listen to them. It concludes, most of the time the public is just a deaf spectator in the back row because for the most part, individuals are more interested in their private affairs and their individual relations than in those matters that govern society. The public question about which they know very little remains an interesting discussion to this day. Did this sound an awful lot like Cass Sunstein telling you that we have to help ourselves make, he's just perfected this language so that it is less obvious that he's talking about a self-appointed elite telling you how to live. Comment on the board from Aaron Spikes heard that the oil producing nations have agreed. Not you. I couldn't verify that yet, Aaron since since we're doing fifth element today that's my ruby rod imitation Uh uh-oh this caused more fireflies get ready boys and girls i think i have a new surprise for you here we might all want to say this together yeah i gave charlie time woodrow freaking wilson look here the man the myth the legend Why does he come up with my firefly? Well, y'all remember this quote? The competent leader, or you know, the intellectual self-appointed expert that can look at things and act on his own, independently of anybody else's control. The competent leader of men cares little for the interior niceties of other people's characters. In other words, I don't give a rat's rip about you, Jack. He cares much everything for the external use to which they may be put. He will seek the lines of least resistance In other words, how do I nudge you into doing it willingly? But the whole question with him is a question of the application of force. Nudge is force, folks. There are men to be moved. How shall he move them? He supplies the power. Others supply only the materials upon which that power operates. The power will fail if it be misapplied. It will be misapplied if it be not suitable both in kind and method to the nature of the materials upon which it is spent. But that nature is, after all, only its means. It is the power which dictates, dominates, the material yields. Men are as clay in the hands of the consummate leader. Woodrow Wilson, Leaders of Men, June 17, 1890. Do you see the connection between Cass Sunstein and the book Nudge, Walter Lippmann and the Phantom Public, And Woodrow Wilson, they all think that you and I have to be pushed in the direction that is best for us. They all think that they know more than we do about what that is. And therefore, it is their responsibility to push us in that direction, whether we like it or not. Just have to do it in the least, with the least amount of effort and force possible. That's how Sunstein wants to do it that's because it's easier to herd cattle than it is to grab them and shove them one at a time and drag them where you want them to go. Try herding donkeys. Doesn't work well. Try herding cats. You can't herd cats, but if I open one can of cat food, I got them all going where I want them to go. Interestingly enough, most of shove has something to do with opening a can of cat food for you. Or at least whatever way they want you to move, they the group that they're working on, they open a can of cat food that you hear. And you go willingly. This is all, all the same spiritual motivation. This is about how do a bunch of people who have absolutely no socially redeeming qualities whatsoever justify their moral superiority in the eyes of the rest of the world. Dip by DDT on the board, he says, I'd like to nudge them back with a good stiff kick in the rear end. Yes, sir. You and me both. But all right folks just move along there was there was nothing about that woodrow wilson thing there that we need to worry about pay no attention to the man behind the curtain he owns the mainstream media which is now the curtain so pay no attention to him the phantom public operation mockingbird the origin origin of fake news oh yeah that's that cia thing since the 50s the cia has had their hands in the control May, many top news outlets for the purposes of spreading false narratives and propaganda, this operation also considered um, consisted of bringing journalists to skew public opinion in their favor. It wasn't until 1975 that Operation Mockingbird came to light, but only some of the public realized they had been duped. It was a massive disinformation campaign that is obviously still in use today, as the news is nothing but scripted news to fit whatever agenda that needs to be created in order to distract people from the truth. Does anybody seriously want to argue that that is actually true? Well, the CIA's Operation Mockingbird, the guy running it at the time, Casey, he said, we'll know our disinformation program is complete when everything the American public believes is false. Charlie, I need a little help. Who's the author of lies?
1: Um, I think that would be hasatan
0: so if everything that's being pushed on you is a lie and a deception, what team are those people on? Uh, that would be team Satan. Team Satan. I thought so. Okay. Thank you, sir. let was just, so if, if you're on team nudge, you're on team Satan. Yeah. If you're on team Alinsky, you're on team Satan.
1: Oh yeah. His book even says so.
0: Yes. And if you're on team Lipman or team Woodrow Freaking Wilson.
1: Yeah. They're, they're just okay. the same. Okay.
0: Aaron Spikes says, Sabo round up the butt and back it up with heat round. Yes, that would be nice. All right. Well, here's just another little one, just to make sure you understand this. David Rockefeller, in an address to the meeting of the Trilateralist Commission in 1991, said, We are grateful to the Washington Post, the New York Times, Time Magazine, and other great publications whose directors have attended our meetings and respected their promises of discretion for almost 40 years. It would have been impossible for us to develop our plan for the world if we had been subject to the bright lights of publicity during those years. But the work is now much more sophisticated and prepared to march towards a world government. The supranational sovereignty of an intellectual elite and in world bankers is surely preferable to the national auto-determination practices in past centuries. Let me translate. Well, of course you would prefer that these self-appointed intellectual elites rule you rather than something as stupid as democracy. And yet they talk democracy all the time, don't they? That's nudge. These people will tell you who they are and what they intend to do if you will just listen.
1: But I, well, I'm not supposed to be living in a democracy.
0: You're not supposed to be, but, you know. But. Woodrow Wilson made it one. Yeah. Folks, all of this is nothing more than right here. Edward Bernays, propaganda, which was how to basically crystallize public opinion. Edward Bernays, the father of propaganda. That's everything we've been talking about is just propaganda. We have made the Reich by propaganda. Joseph Goebbels, the man who in his diary said he learned it from Edward Bernays, who developed it for Woodrow freaking Wilson and put it into work through Walter Lippman, who is still a hero of the American left today, which brings up another Firefly. Nudge, you know, we've covered this already, right? If you tell corporations it's just about creating demand and improving sales, and maybe even offering them government, quote-unquote, help, you can, quote-unquote, nudge those corporations into, quote, public-private partnerships, also known as fascism, and they may never realize what you've done to them until it's too late. So we get to hear, remember the movie I Live, or They Live? Look, consume, stay asleep, reproduce. Yield, buy, conform, obey, obey, obey. Watch television, obey, buy, consume. Well, if you're corporate America, this is a heaven, man. This is nirvana if I can get the people to do this.
1: Yeah, and then you're too big to fail, so the government bails you out.
0: And guess what you never realize? Remember, public-private partnership is directly connected to the concept of a stakeholder. Hmm. The corporation has a stake in the process, right?
1: Government motors?
0: Yeah, things like that. But notice back to our little thing here there, Charlie, define the change, stakeholder analysis. Folks, nudge is nothing more than how do I create fascism, which is a form of socialism. It's just how do I get socialism forced down their throat without them knowing it, but move along, nothing to see there. So this is all just a form of social engineering. Everything we've been covering is a form of social engineering. Every bit of it. Social engineering. When you can't change the hardware, in other words, computer, change the programming. Or by another name, if I can't change you genetically, I'll change your behavior. This is just eugenics. They couldn't get it done through breeding, so now they're going to do it through brainwashing. Either way, they want the perfect person the perfect, obedient, serf, slave, citizen. Notice how they never apply any of this to themselves. It's all about control, folks. Every bit of this is about control. So let me ask you. Technological totalitarianism. Technology is great, but we should always be aware of government's use of it. What protects our liberties today can be used as a weapon of tyranny against us tomorrow, which is exactly what the Patriot Act was intended to do. Technology advances, but our Bill of Rights are timeless. Yeah, your Bill of Rights have been erased. So, technological totalitarianism. What exactly is a Skynet? Well, you take smart technology, which is an acronym for surveillance, monitoring, and reporting technology. So, all these little smart devices you use, they report back to somebody, right? Well, yeah, just private corporations, Joe, who are in public private partnership with the government because they have a share stakeholders interest in doing what? Yeah. You know, the people who give the government this information when the government wants it without warrants anymore. Your bill of rights has been destroyed, folks. They just quit trying. That's what all these smart gadgets are for. It's all about continuous monitoring. Oh, look, this looks like another one of those nudge wheels, automatic feedback, metrics and reporting, management visibility. This is all just change management. I'm gonna nudge you around as I monitor you, and I'll watch what you do and how you respond, and I'll try something else, see how you respond, and I'll just—it's just a continuous monitoring loop. Social credit systems, you know, I can use facial rec, link it to my AI system, and I know what your credit score is. You walk through the aisle, and it's not like NASA's metadata collection—you know, it's illegal—but it's Skynet's real, because you know this is the facility or part of one of them, the NSA. They have another one in Colorado that's responsible for the water table in that area of the world going way, way, way down because they use billions of gallons of water every day to cool their supercomputers, which are collecting every electronic transmission in this country, all of it illegally. So then you have the central bank digital currency linked to all of this. And then you link it to, oh, my gosh, look, robotic police. Oh, by the way, that's real, folks. This is Dubai. They have robotic police. It'll get better. And you put it all together with a system that interlinks the entire world through the Internet. Oh, yes. Uh, Elon Musk, the good guy for what he's doing with X, right? And Twitter. And everybody ignores the fact that he's working on blending man and machines while he's putting Skylink up. Oh, yeah, that's that's kidding. Cost possibly be Skynet. It's Skylink. You see how they're different? Uh huh. And then I throw artificial intelligence controlling all of this into the mix. And do you want Skynet? Because this is exactly how you get Skynet a real Skynet. And we're busy making it at warp speed because, you know, the intelligentsia knows how to do this without causing any trouble. Oh, fireflies. I fear the day that technology will surpass our human interaction. The world will have a generation of idiots. Albert Einstein. That's a real quote. Uh Uh-oh. The zombie apocalypse is here. What you thought it was going to look like. What it really looks like. You thought it was going to be the walking dead. But no, it's all the people with the computer screens in front of them. Oh, what's this? That's the Matrix, right? technological progress has merely provided us with more efficient means for going backwards, Aldous Huxley, Brave New World. Backwards? Let's put it all together real quick before we go to the break. By means of ever more effective methods of mind manipulation, the democracies will change their nature. The quaint old forms, elections, parliaments, supreme courts, and all the rest will remain. The underlying substance will be a new kind of totalitarianism. All the traditional names, all the hallowed slogans will remain exactly the way they were in good old days. Democracy and freedom will be the theme of every broadcast and editorial. Meanwhile, the ruling oligarchy and its highly trained elite of soldiers, policemen, thought manufacturers, and mind manipulators will quietly run the show as they see fit. Aldous Huxley. Well, geez, that brought me a firefly. Get ready, boys and girls. We're going to see our meme again. Y'all ready to say it with me? Woodrow Woodrow freaking freaking Wilson. Wilson. How does this remind me of what Huxley just said? Well, we are architects in our time, and our architects are also engineers. We don't have to stop using a railroad terminal because a new station is being built. We don't have to stop using the old language because we're building something new. We don't have to stop any of the processes of our lives because we are rearranging the structures in which we conduct those processes. In other words, all the old trimmings and trappings will stay in place. You'll think you're still in the same world. What we have to undertake is to systematize the foundations of the house, then to thread all the parts of the structure with the steel which will be laced together in a modern fashion. This is a metaphor for saying I have to build a new system within the old. Accommodate to all the modern knowledge of structural strength and elasticity, in other words, all the stuff we've learned about how to manipulate people, and then slowly change the partitions, progressivism, relay the walls, let in the light through new apertures, in other words, teach you new ways of living, improve the ventilation, until finally, a generation or two from now, the scaffolding will be taken away, and there will be the family in a great building whose noble architect will at last be disclosed. Architecture, he built a new system within the old. Woodrow freaking Wilson, what is progress, 1913. That's exactly what Aldous Huxley was saying. Who came first? Wilson wrote this way before Huxley said his words. Huxley was a Fabian socialist. He left that organization because he realized what it was about. This is all connected folks, all of it, but there's nothing to see here.
2: Move along, move along.
0: Oh, Alders Huxley again. coming on the board. Red Blood 803. These uh, kids be planning and planning, but don't have enough sense to think the plan completely through. SMH just planning. Oh, no. No, 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 no. This plan is well underway. These people are not to be underestimated. Don't ever make that mistake. Their plans are well in place. You call it a deep state. It's exactly what Wilson was envisioning. Huxley said a really efficient totalitarian state would be one in which the all powerful executive of political bosses and their army of managers control a population of slaves who do not have to be coerced because they love their servitude. You're back in the matrix. It's exactly what the matrix is, but it's also the great deception and the whole world has been deceived. And like uh Morpheus told Neo, you have to understand Most of these people are not ready to be unplugged. The reason we can't get them to see it, they're not ready to be unplugged. Many of them are so inured, so hopelessly dependent on the system that they will fight to protect it. Morpheus. They will defend the beast rather than get away from it.
1: Our welfare system.
0: Yes, amongst other things. So here's your real red pill, blue pill, folks. It's not whether or not you're going to enter them. remember the matrix is a deception, right? That's God versus the town. So before we go to the break, I have a question for you. How's your spiritual warfare going? Mm-hmm. Well, we're going to have a six minute break. When we come back, we're going to go revisit those stories we saw last week, uh, yesterday and yesterday's show rather.
1: And have another cinnamon roll
0: and have another cinnamon roll during the break. So I'll come back fully charged and ready to rant again. And this time we're going to go back and look at those stories through the eyes of Nudge. And we'll see if maybe they might mean something different to us this time. See you in six. For the kinder, gentler version of me. Ah, oh, heck with that. Gunner target tank direct front. Sabo, all that good stuff, fire and all that mess. <sighs> Dip by DDT says music playing on the break. Sounds like a work-up to battle. Must be one heck of a sugar rat coming. Well, we did reload. But I was busy fighting. I realize I have a mole in the road to Concord, and he paid good money to become one of the government operatives that they stuck into the road to Concord. We're all about freedom here, people. And I've got a government operative over there trying to nudge us this whole time. Now we understand why we have com- repeated computer problems. You know, we give Charlie control of the computer and he's over there by himself with nobody monitoring in him. And he's nudging us all into computer meltdown zones.
2: <sighs>
0: no, seriously. I'm it would Charlie, be a- I did it. Yeah. He's Charlie and he did it. <laughs> hey, real quick, before we, uh, Before we move on from where we were at, let me share this with y'all real fast. You go to homework for today. I put a whole bunch of little links up here for you um, about uh, nudge theory. One of them here is uh, the definition of Cambridge. I got to get rid of that. But it says the idea of using encouragement or suggestions to change people's behavior while still giving them freedom to make their own decisions rather than, for example, using laws, rules, and taxes. Have you ever noticed that they nudge through law anyway? You know, if you're not going to get your jab, we're just going to take your job away from you.
1: Yeah, seatbelt use is only going to be, you know, know,
0: optional. Notice how one of these opting out things here, organ donation is an example of the area where nudge theory has worked by asking people to opt out rather than opt in. They're doing this with voter registration now, too. If you don't want to be voter-registrated when you get your driver's license, you have to opt out. That way, if you don't vote, they can electronically know that you don't normally vote, so they'll vote for you. Joe, that's more theory. You want to bet? So nudge theory has been used as a way to improve hand hygiene amongst healthcare workers. These are instances, blah, 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 like Prime Minister David Cameron and President Barack Obama employ nudge theory. Some of the things I gave you are very worth your time, especially like if you were to look just through the Wikipedia listing, o m g reading through that one is a veritable who's who of all sorts of garbledygook and garbage that you know you don't want any part of. And nudge theory is riddled with it. But all of these, and then here's even one, there's a slide presentation to help you go through all this. But this one down here, nudge theory. this story, we're not going to read it, don't worry, but this story here it says that Cass Sunstein's a scientist scientist he's a freaking lawyer but this one's going to call him a scientist and he helped scientifically develop the nudge theory folks all of this is theory we're setting policy in this country on theory oh yeah Joe natural law theory um Natural law is not a theory, folks. I mean, just go out into nature and watch. You'll see that there are certain rules in nature that work for everybody, whether it be you or the lowliest animal. When you're out in the middle of the wilderness, I got a little news flash for you. The laws of society no longer apply. You're either prey or predator. And the laws of natural law, that's not a theory. If you think it is, go out there and start wishing yourself to be back in Kansas when the grizzly bear is charging. We'll see how well that works out for you. But I also got a little video here on how nudge works. A couple of stories on the problems that nudge theory has been causing in the world. And then you get your perspectives on nudge in the two books. And this is uh, a failure right here telling you about how nudge works. Here's a very good example of nudge. This is a video by Cass Sunstein and look, he's got a happy snake tread on me. It's fine. I guess this is the libertarian paternalism. Mental nudges that help you save time, lives, and money. Cass Sunstein, he thinks of himself as a libertarian. Because he's not forcing you to do anything. Really? You have to opt out of organ donation? What if nobody tells you you have to opt out? Just because you got your driver's license, you're now registered to vote and donate your organs, and nobody even bothered telling you that was there. Well, it's your responsibility to read the fine print. Well, they did that because they know nobody does it. How is that an option, folks? You are starting to sound like Dr. Spock, the child psychiatrist. (laughs) Heart tortoise. I swear. Uh, Beat that brother of mine. (laughs) Okay. So the former White House doctor, Ronnie Jackson, sounds alarm on Biden's rapid cognitive decline. Well, where's the nudge here, Joe? Well, that's simple. Everybody thinks that Biden's perfectly fine. Everything's fine. Everything's good. Look, I mean, the rest of the world thinks Biden knows what he's doing. He's on top of things. If it weren't for him, the things in the Middle East would be worse. You know, look at kinky, curly haired uh, uh, public spokesperson, whatever her name is. You know, she's in there saying, well, the, the reason that people don't think the economy's doing good is because of, um, you know, Trump, Donald Trump. Everybody else believes Biden's doing a great job on the economy. That's nudge. Remember? That was one of the principles. Just make everybody think that everybody else is doing it, so you got to go along with it too. That's the same thing like, remember, when he told you, I don't need you to win the election, I need you to keep the election. That's because he needed you to go along with the lie. So all this is is nudging you. Oh, yeah, that man's perfectly rationally sane and in his mental faculties. That's a nudge. Because if you don't agree... Well, then there's the bad consequences. Remember how we read that already? Then there'll be social ramifications if you don't agree that Biden is perfectly sane. That's nudge, folks. You can't admit the truth. This is a deception. America's oldest, most prestigious science magazine goes full woke on basic biology. There's nudge, too. The experts at our most prestigious science magazine say that there are more than two sexes. It's all you know, depends on the context. And who are you to argue with science? So this is a nudge again. This is using peer pressure. Are you really going to go in against the science, the experts? They know better than you do. Come on. You're not that smart. They've studied this. You're going to be like all these other wackos that opt out of the truth and think that there's only male and female in the world when it comes to humans? This is nudge. This is nudging you to agree with a lie. That's nudge. Photos. This is absurd. Wisconsin museum blasted for Christmas festival satanic temple tree. How's that nudge, Joe? Oh, that's the worst type of nudge. That's a degrading of this of your social norms. Dip by DDT says I'm a conspiracy theorist. I'm not an organ donor because I believe they will kill me at the emergency room so that they can make money on my parts. I'm here to tell you that is true. They won't kill you. They won't try to save you, not as hard. And I know that is a fact. Unfortunately, I've known several people that work in emergency rooms. And they have all privately told me that is true. And I will not divulge their names for the sake of their jobs because they still work there. But I know that for sure. I've been told by emergency room nurses and operating room technicians, do not put that on your card. Cause they won't go through extraordinary measures to save you. But this one here about the, uh, this is a museum museum with a satanic Christmas tree. That's a nudge too. I mean, we're all equal. This is that cr- Christian crap's garbage. You know, go for Satan. This is nudge. This is th- th- how do you, if you speak up, you make yourself a target. Now that now we know, you know, they, the proverbial, they know who to target. And you'll get yourself hammered for being a hater, intolerant. This is nudge in a different direction. It's it's setting you up for the negative sides of nudge. Just like this Cosmopolitan magazine promotes satanic abortion ritual. This is the most demonic thing I've ever seen. This is nudge too. This is nudging you into thinking that the unborn is not a person. This is nudging you into thinking that you know this is some sort of... It, it, because it's, it's just t- the child's life is not going to be worth it. You're not going to be able to afford them. You won't be able to provide them a good whatever lie they sell you. Then you go to them to get the abortion and unknowingly you particip- participate in Moloch worship and you offer sacrifice up to their God, little g God, you know, a demonic God. But still, that's what's going on here. This is nudge, it's all nudge. Popular musician questions national anthem calls it problematic, because he doesn't believe in war. See? I painted myself as the good guy. I don't believe in war. Folks, if you don't believe in the proper application of force, then you're lawless. You don't have a love for mankind either. There has to be times with the proper application of force, Ecclesiastes, I, I there's a time for everything.: Yes, ma'am. But Joe. The national anthem anthem is not inclusive enough. Not everybody can hit those high notes. Then don't sing it or change the key in which you sing it. Yeah, there are solutions to this, folks. If you're a good singer, you know how to do it. So, again, nudge. Nudge. Joe Scarborough says Trump will imprison execu- and execute enemies if re-elected and knows that this is just whacked out craziness. This is scare people. This is scare people. This is uh, This is more of a shove than a nudge. But don't forget, what Sunstein won't tell you is it's always nudge, shove, shoot. So we just, this is shove. This is scare the crap out of people so they'll do what you want them to do. Air Force has purpo- purportedly tells members to steer clear of conservative event. Warns participation, such, participation in such groups could jeopardize their continued service in the U.S. military. That's more shove. That's scare. That's threatened with punishment if you're free to go, but you could lose your job. You see, I didn't tell you you couldn't go. I'm just going to take your career away from you. And that's not force. That is force. This is shove. This is the shoves side of a nudge. Pentagon has failed its sixth audit in a row. Half of the DoD's assets can't be accounted for. Where's the nudge in that, Joe? Um, This is not the droid you're looking for. Whatever comes of this? Nothing. By the way, this is actually easily explained. It's not all corruption. This is the internal military force. Barack Obama was talking about the civilianized force. In other words, this is the secret services army. This money is just going into black holes where they're doing things that the, the, the mainstream of government doesn't know about, you know, area 51 type crap. You did see the exposure of the B 21, right? It's a new stealth bomber. You seen that lately? When the heck was that developed and how much did that cost? Well, You won't find a B-21 program. Yes, Arctic tortoises, black ops need to be funded somehow. You won't find that project anywhere on the official books. So this is where a lot of that money goes. The problem is a lot of the stuff the Pentagon's doing is totally outside the oversight of both the executive and the legislative. You have a government within a government, the industrial military complex, just like we were told. But this is also basically a form of nudge by just not paying attention to it. If you worry about this, you're crazy. Retailer loses over 4.4 billion in Democrat run New York due to organized shoplifting. Organized shoplifting made possible by the fact that they will not prosecute and they charge, they no bail, bail bailless bonds. Yep. We're going to give you a bail bond. What's it going to cost? Zero. Out you go. No bail release. Which lets them go out and do more. And in some cases, they're flat out saying, we're not even going to bother arresting you if you don't steal more than such and such amount of money at a time. That's nudge. That is is an encouragement to go steal. That's exactly what that is. That is the opposite of what government is supposed to be doing. That is war on the people of New York. That's definitely nudge. Crime in San Francisco. So bad there are pirates in the bay. Same reason the pirates are the result of nudge. They're encouraging lawlessness. Gavin Newsom frees a gangster who shot the teenage girl in 154, you know, from 154 years of of sentence just commutes it and now lets them go work in the public safety arena more nudge. Um, What we're doing here is um, normalizing lawlessness, making it um, easier for you to be a criminal and not have to worry about social consequences or legal consequences. That is all nudge, folks. Let me open up these programs here real quick, and we'll get to these. Wait, the FBI had 40 confidential informants tracking the Biden family's shady deals. So why haven't we done anything about that? This isn't so much nudge in this case. This here is a case of, well, it is. It's a form of nudge how the way this works i let these stories creep out and i don't do anything about them this nudges you into despair and i'm looking at this as nudge i'm not looking at this as a uh, the quote unquote human they using the nudge system i'm looking at this from the real author's point of view the real author here is whatever demonic forces behind it whatever devil because what this does is it, it just undermines people's uh, confidence in the system and it creates chaos. This is nihilism. This is nudge toward nihilism, the destruction of everything. All the pillars of the earth are being shaken. This is spiritual nudge. All of it is. A reporter says he filmed hundreds of military-aged Chinese men heading toward the U.S. in migrant groups. This is a nudge, too. This is a nudge toward, if you're against this, you're against these poor people who just come in here to have uh, hope for life. You know, you know how they paint this. Y'all know how they paint this. This is an attack on the American way of life. They're trying to overwhelm this country with a flood of people who will not assimilate and who do not accept our, our world, our worldview, our standards. They're totally foreign to what we do. And they're going to come here and change this country. Now, as a quick aside, spiritually, this is trying to overtake God's people with a flood, flood of waters. The prophetic language, whenever you try to, you know, drown out God's people, Yahweh's people with a flood, that's the flood of people, non-believing masses. And And the devil spewed out, opened his mouth and spewed out a flood. And the earth opened up and swallowed up the flood and saved the woman. That's because she went across the uh, Atlantic Ocean and found ha- safe harbor in the in the New World. Well, now, thanks to these satanic individuals that are running our country, the floodgates are opening up again. In this case, it's the borders, and you have a flood of people trying to overcome this country again. You had this back in the uh, the times of Jesus, the Romans, and the especially the Greeks. They would take over a people by assimilating their culture. into They would Hellenize them, make them Greek, and that way they would disappear. Well, through Greece, Satan tried to get rid of them, stop the Messiah from coming by Hellenizing the Jews, the the people of the house of Judah with a flood of people. So this is not just nudge in the earthly sense. This here is also nudge in a spiritual sense, if you're going to look at it that way. You don't have to, it's up to you. Chinese communist troops on the ground at the U S Southern border. That's nudge. That's China nudging Biden. You let my people in or else I'll tell your country what you've done. And you finally won't be able to protect yourself and you'll get lynched. And it wouldn't just be Biden. It'd be the whole deep state More Chinese migrants. This is all just, you know, the media telling you it's not true. And then if you find out it is nudge, you'll eat bugs. Okay. This is shove. You wouldn't volunteer. Remember, if I just nudge says all I have to do is explain to you it's a better choice, and then you'll eat it. Well, I'm explaining to you it's the better choice, and now I'm sticking it in your food, and you have to opt out. Now you got to go find food that doesn't have these bugs in it. And I'm also going to help you keep from opting out, because it's better for you to eat bugs, by changing the name of these bugs to something you won't recognize. So. I'm not harming you in any way, shape, or form or forcing you to do anything. Now you just have to read the label and you've got to know what fancy word I've made up for crickets. And if you don't opt out on your own free will, I can say, see, I didn't make you eat the bug. Yes, you did. Yes, you did. If you were that worried about it, you would just put cricket powder in there. But you don't do that, do you? Because you know that I might not eat it then. So you're trying to nudge me through deception. Congratulations, you work for Team Satan. Farmageddon, unsee war on American farmers. Why would you go against a small family's ability to farm and make a living? That's nudging you toward corporate control over the food supply, so that it's easier to put crickets in your food without you knowing about it. It's all nudge, and they do this with through the different taxation policies or by putting you on government subsidies. And then, oh, sorry, the subsidy dried up as evil Republicans wouldn't renew it. Well, they wouldn't renew it because you put it in a bill you knew they they couldn't pass. Oh, well, yeah, well, that's just nudging. I was trying to help the Republicans make the right decision. It's all nudge folks. And in the, in the, in the end, they all sit themselves back and say, say, we didn't do any of that. Everybody else had a choice not to do it. Well, you made the choice. So draconian that choosing to opt out was worse than choosing to opt in the Arctic tortoise. The world turned upside down, finding the gospel in stranger things by Michael Heiser. Yes. Yes. I've read that too. Tyson food, closing the locations. See, if you're not going to willingly stop eating meat, we'll just close down the factories that make the meat. Oh, that's stakeholder shareholder nudging. Now the corporations are going to do the work of the government. Welcome to fascism folks. What a cash for clunkers was really all about. That was serious nudge. Like what Jimmy was telling you earlier on the phone call. I don't want you having a carburetor, dri- carburetor driven car. Cash for clunkers cleared up most of what was left of those cars. The reason I don't want you in a carb-driven car is because the only thing you need to keep that carburetor car running is ignition and gas, compression, no computer. So even if you had a computer on a carb, a car with a carburetor, I can disconnect the computer, put a manual linkage to to my carburetor body, and I can run my car.
1: That was almost close to a shove though, wasn't
0: it? That was a shove. But they offered so much money.
1: Yeah.
0: Law main kill switch in all cars. See, the, the nudge here, it's just to keep you from driving impaired. For now. Later, it'll be because your social media score isn't high enough. You know, your social credit score. And it'll be, look, I'm not telling you you cannot do the road to Concord, Joe. You're free to do it. You just won't be able to buy or sell anything because it'll keep your social credit score so low. You're the one who set the social credit score system up to begin with. Yeah, that's to keep you from spreading false information, Joe. But you're the one who's deciding whether or not it's false. I can prove it's true. Oh, it's false if I say it's false. But I can prove it's true. No, it's false. This is nudge. This is shove is what this is. And don't think this isn't coming. This is the end goal. USA Today here fact check there's no vehicle kill switching remember yeah and then they turn around and we find out through ms you know microsoft news yeah there is it's in there that's all just to make you not trust anything anymore and then here's when did this media stop covering the vaccine well you have to not cover vaccine damage and, and disasters so that i can make this nudge work i got to convince you to take the vaccine and they've got an art, you know taylor swift's boyfriend. He's telling you, get it at the same time you get your flu shot. It's a twofer. Get them both at once. He's out there doing a great thing, nudging you to get your vaccine in spite of the fact that the vaccine's killing people. Yes, the jab is killing people. We now know this. We know this is a fact. It has been proven with peer reviewed studies from up to one side and down the other. The jab is killing people. It was on the Epoch News again today. They say, oh, well, we think it's mRNA contamination, DNA contamination that's causing all the cancer and the heart disease and the blockages in your arteries. And everything. Wait a minute, I thought but the DNA couldn't, yeah, yeah, not aff- not I, I thought that didn't affect, affect, affect anything. DNA, right? yeah. Whoopsie. Affect, whoopsie! You, what, you know what the contamination is? The mRNA itself changing your DNA. That's the contamination. That's a nudge. I tell you something other than what it is to nudge you into it. Litigation floodgates are now open mRNA vaccines are injuring people we know this now and then these i told you yesterday that i don't trust these stories. this is about this great conservative elected down there in argentina and now how it's happening in new zealand and it's a worldwide movement back toward conservatism these people are in so much control of something i think these might very well be nudges to think that this is actually happening when it's not you know what this whole nudge theory is? This is um, Carol Quigley telling you that there's only one party pretending to be two. It pretends to be two parties so that you think you can vote the bums out from year to year. But you can't. Because how do I nudge you into always making sure that my guy's in place? This is why I don't trust Trump. If you, you don't won't.
1: vote R, then the D's are going to Oh, it's win. worse
0: than that. It's worse than that. I'm going to give you a great new Republican. He is going to be so conservative. He's just going to whoop up on Barack Obama. Here, I give you Mitt Romney. I control your choice. Let me ask you something. Do you really think that Donald Trump could run as a Republican if the Republican Party was against it? The Republican Party is a private corporation. If he was as evil and ugly as everybody thinks he is, Why would the party not just disavow him? They don't owe you membership in the Republican party. There's nothing there that says you have a right to be part of that party. Why wouldn't they just disavow him? Hmm. I'm sorry, folks. I am that big a cynic. I will not give up entirely the idea that Trump's a plant. I still believe Rush Limbaugh was put in position to act as a relief valve to keep a viable third party from forming. I think he helped stop what Ross Perot was starting to try to do. But since they found that that pattern works so well, now you got Robert Kennedy running as a third candidate. He's not going to hurt the Democrat. He's going to hurt Trump, which is why he's running. Which is
1: why he's running.
0: Yes. Once you understand nudge.
1: I've seen this so much in local politics. And yes. Like, oh, I understand why they're You doing see this the now. pattern.
0: Once you understand nudge, once you understand patterns, it's hard for me to take these things at face value anymore. I don't take anything at face value anymore. I can't. The world is filled full of nothing but deception. I can't trust anything anymore.
1: So those third-party candidates are a nudge as well. They give you an op- option that looks like you have another option
0: in most cases
1: and but it's just driving the other candidate that they select to win
0: yes selected not elected and then they'll just make sure that the right person wins by rigging the vote you know nudging you into (laughs) using mail-in ballots
1: we have a caller we haven't had for a while
0: bring them on good morning caller you're on the road to concord Good morning, there, Mister Crayon Eater. Crayon Eater, I can barely hear you. Well, he's got the gain turned all the way up, and I'm talking right into the top of the microphone. Jimmy says it's hard to hear too. So,
2: well, I don't know. I'm trying to figure it out. Hang on, it might be on my end. I don't know.
0: It's probably on our magic jack. So, what's up, brother? I just,
2: I sitting here just then, you talking about the jab and. And the lawsuit opening up litigation for it now. Yep. What's that going to do to these big pharmaceutical companies and then their shareholders and all that? It's going to put. Nothing.
0: Nothing's going to come in those lawsuits. Really? Oh, I don't think so.
2: Well, I don't know.
0: Have you ever, did you ever follow? I was watching a documentary just yesterday about,
2: um, the BPs.
0: Well, we hear you fine.
2: I'm having a Jimmy Zinker moment. Hold on. My phone's wanting to whack a doodle on me.
0: Can you hear us? I
2: can't turn my volume up. I'll call you back. Let me figure this out. All
0: right. I'll I'll make a comment on this, though. Okay, BP, I was watching a, a documentary on that. And they were interviewing all the people who were supposed to have gotten money from that $20 billion that BP was going to just give out. And then they, the guy they put in charge of that, he's all great about how we're just going to pay this out, pay this out. We don't want you to have to litigate. You know, he's like, Exxon Valdez, they're still litigating that 20 years later. Well, what happened is that money just, it got spent, never got to the people it was supposed to go to. And they were interviewing those people in this documentary. And they said, yeah, we got one or two checks, a couple thousand. And they were making claims of 20 and 30,000 because they couldn't shrimp or they couldn't, you know oyster or whatever anymore. And BP was all out bragging about how they were going to pay these people without them having to litigate. The money never went to them. It was all about PR. So as soon as the public interest thought everybody was taken care of and it went away, where'd that 20 billion go? Because it didn't get to the people it was supposed to go to. And nothing ever happened of it because in order to get those first couple of checks, they had to sign their releases. So they signed away their legal right to sue. That was all nudge.
1: You saw that through this area when hurricane Michael came through and the FEMA garbage, it's
0: all nudge. All of that money actually ends up going to private interests, corporations, greedy people. It never gets to the folks it's supposed to help. It was never supposed to. That's they don't
1: corruption. Our civic center was supposed to be rebuilt. Yep. FEMA funds a lost
0: debt or something. Who who knows what happened? To the her. reason that Katrina was so devastating to New Orleans is because New Orleans never spent the money on the dikes that they were given to keep the, the levees and the dikes fixed. Yep. This is what it is, folks. This is all nudge. And we we have taught them that we will let them do all of this. And we do. They know of normalcy bias. They know this. They know that it's just, we don't want to be bothered with this crap, so we won't be. It's too much trouble. Well, folks, by the time it gets to the point where it's at now, it's too late to fix this. I saved a quote from Jefferson. I haven't got it here today. It's on my computer at home. Essentially, what Jefferson's saying is when you get to the stage where we're at now, the only cure is to remove the corruption. Well, folks, the corruption is in the body politic now, in the American people. How do you remove that?
1: Do I have to play the amp video again?
0: (laughs) No, this won't help, Charlie. (laughs) This is something different. Historically, as a sociologist, I'm going to tell you, I know what the natural cycle for this is. We do not have the natural cycle available to us anymore. The natural cycle was a war or a famine to wipe out a great part of the population and start back. And when that happens, normally the part that God wants to preserve the remnant somehow or another survives. It's the corrupt section that gets mostly wiped out. And then the lawful folks rise back to the top, take over and rebuild. Well, there've been one other instance in history where we're at, like where we're at now that parallels this one. And in that time, the whole world was corrupt and there was one righteous man left and his family was saved for his sake. It doesn't say righteous family. It says one righteous man left. When you have a case where there's nowhere left to run for lawfulness, when the whole world is lawless and everybody thinks of only lawlessness and evil all the time, there is only one way to fix it. The last time, he flooded the world. This time, he's going to burn it down. But the first time, he didn't come. This time, he does come back. I'm just saying, every other prophecy in the Bible has been fulfilled exactly as promised. What makes you think that one's not going to be? And when you look around the world and you see the exact conditions today, that were set, and I'm talking about the spiritual, principled ca- conditions, apple to apple type thing. The Jefferson option will not work, Aaron. What you're going to end up with is the French Revolution. Promise you, son, listen to me on this one. It's not going to work. The people are thoroughly corrupt. We don't have what we need to use the Jefferson option. That's my point. How many righteous people are left? Even those of us that are listening to this show, very few of us are righteous. We think we are, but we're not. We're not. We make too many compromises and we don't even see them anymore. We can't see them in the morality mirror. We're blind to them. I was thinking about that just today. I'll talk to you about this more on Friday. But if we're blind to our own lawlessness... Our own willingness to compromise on right and wrong. Whenever it comes to our own personal, when it's going to cost us, when when everybody's willing to cut, nobody wants to bleed. The righteous man will bleed. The righteous man will lay down his life for society. That's what I'm talking about. How many um, righteous are left? Say, well, all the people in the military. No, no, a lot of them go in there because they like the military. They're not there thinking that they're supporting this country. Some of them may be. But I guarantee you the professionals, they know better. They're there just because they're warriors, and that's where warriors have to go. There's no other place for a warrior to be these days. But more and more of them are opting out because they realize that they no longer serve good. And the bulk of our military, a good portion of it, is either woke or foreign. That's part of what made Rome fall. They crossed the Rubicon with an army of mercenaries, not Romans. Romans might not have done that, but mercenaries led by ambitious Roman generals. Well, hey, what the heck? No problem. That's what you have now. Political generals running a mercenary army in charge of a subversive government. You trust that? That's called a successful coup. It's already over. This is why they're so upset with the idea that you're going to destroy what they've already taken from you. They didn't need you to vote them in. They need you to support the illusion so that they can keep what they've taken by deception. And you have to, in order for this to work, you have to keep buying into their lies until they get your weapons. Because even if the Jefferson option is not viable, mass chaos in the streets where everybody's shooting each other would still destroy their agenda. And then open it up for people from outside of this country to take over. Which, by the way, is still what Alexander Dugan says is going to happen. And I can see where that's already starting to work. You know, it's not just Chinese being imported to this country. It's also Mexicans and South Americans. The people who want the Southwest United States back. The Chinese want the West Coast. Mm, Canada's probably been promised part of the North. Because, you know, they're fully woke, meaning communist now, too. And I think the Russia conglomeration wants the Northeast. And remember, Dugan said the Southeast, the Bible Belt, is ungovernable because there'd be barbarians here. Meaning, that's where the remnant of Yahweh's people's left, in the southeast. The Bible Belt. And don't think just because you're going to church every Sunday that you actually belong to the kingdom. The remnant is much smaller than you think it is. That's part of what we'll talk about Friday. Tomorrow's Worship Wednesday. We're still going to be talking about sound doctrine in the scriptures. What the basic building blocks are and we'll go from there. Friday I'm going to I'm going to be talking about logic but the scriptures are once again going to be our illustration. Cuz folks nudge has been introduced into the bible into the the church as well. Big time. The church is woke, especially if you're catholic. Holy crap. And the Protestant group, the Baptist Convention was invaded by the communists back in the 1940s as well. John Quest, comment on the board. It would, uh, it would allow our government to bring in blue helmets to reestablish control. Exactly what Henry Kissinger said we were going to do, and we would beg for it. Remember Kissinger's quote? We've read it on this show before. He said, in the 70s, we wouldn't allow it, but there'll come a time when we will beg for it and welcome it. That's Van Van Jones, top down, bottom up, inside out. In other words, the top nudges you into pressure. Dissolves society and everything's lawless. So the bottom up screams to have order reestablished and they reinvent the whole system in the process. They create the problem, then they offer you the solution they wanted to offer you the whole time. That's what nudge is all about. Nudge is about creating the problem so that they can present you with a solution. And the solution is always the pill that kills you. Hey Amen. This is all up to you. I'm trying to teach you how to recognize the propaganda. One of the memes I saw today says that the only way to defend yourself from it is through reason, correct reasoning and critical thinking. Yes and no. The reason I didn't share that meme today is because the meme was by somebody who misses the greater point. Yes, it's true. You have to learn how to spot propaganda and defend yourself against it. And that requires reasoning and critical thinking skills. But just because you can read a map isn't going to save you if I don't give you a compass. And Joe, I can navigate by the stars. No, you can't. Not always. I stick you in a jungle with three-layer canopy 200 feet above your head. You ain't navigating by jack. You're going to need a compass. And if I don't give you one, you can't navigate no matter how good your map is. So what are you going to use as a compass? Ayn Rand, you know, libertarian hero. She had reasoning and critical thinking. She was good. And I, I've told you before, this is my number one complaint. She was good in thinking. Her compass was herself. She was her own compass. She was a god unto herself. My compass happens to be the scriptures. Mm, right or wrong, irrelevant. At least they're an external Coherent, consistent moral compass. So, if I live by them, by the way they actually teach, not what people have perverted them into, if I live by them on their merits, at the very least, I will not be a threat to my fellow man. So, in my way of thinking, whether you believe in it or not, still a good way to go. Because, like Jefferson said, best moral plan, moral set of guidelines or principles that man has ever seen. And the best that man is ever likely to see ever, no matter what. So, okay, I'm going to guide by that. Then you have to use logic and reason guided by that compass. That's your true north. And this is pretty much why, um, Voltaire, I think it was, said that if there wasn't a God, it'd be necessary to invent one. In other words, to help control you internally, to make you control yourself so that you don't become an evil unto the men and women around you, into the humanity around you. Well, these people that have thought up nudge, they're an evil to mankind. They've excused themselves in the process through their theory. They've dreamed up a way to be total tyrants, and think that they can wash their hands of it. You'd better start learning how they work. Not because you can stop it because you can't, it's too late. You have to remember who's behind all of this or what. It's not just people. This idea has been developed over hundreds of years and it has maintained its course and it's accelerating and it's gaining momentum and impetus. It's, there's a stronger and stronger push. You're not stopping it because it's spiritual. There's only one person that's going to stop it. Better make sure you're on the right team. Yeah. John Quest, how are you going to help John Quest says to plant a bigger garden? You better hope you don't live in an area where that's illegal, John. Because in a lot of parts of this country now, they've made that illegal. You can't even harvest rainwater because you know the the department of health has to come and make sure it's it's good for drinking they're going to control everything friend everything that they can get their hands on you want to push back you got to learn how to be ungovernable you want to learn how to be ungovernable you're going to bleed it's all a matter of limiting how much you have to bleed but you're going to bleed you're not going to be able to push back without bleeding. I promise you that. So if you're not willing to bleed, guess which team you're on. One of the things I'm told by those of you in the audience that I get to talk to one-on-one I'm constantly reminded that the reason our class is small is because the number of people willing to face the truth, unsugar-coated truth, is small in this world. I agree. I know. I get it. And the reason I'm hard to listen to is because I'm a caustic individual who will give you country music version of what's going on. Three chords and the truth. Capital T truth whenever possible. And folks, I don't like facing it any more than most of you do. It's been built that is what it is, man. Gen X. No sense crying about it or wish trying to wish it away. Just get on dealing with it in a way that works. Otherwise, you're just wasting your time and mine. And besides, until and unless and until you actually understand what's happening, and you face it, there's nothing you can do about getting ready for it. That's all we're trying to do here. Help people see it from a different perspective. Give them the tools that they can learn to use to protect themselves from it, or at least spot it, know what's going on, and make their own decisions without being nudged by us. Because we'll tell you over and over again, don't take Joe's word for any of this. If you doubt me, look into it for yourself. Read your show notes. A lot of times you're going to find I throw things in there I don't agree with. So that you can read more than one opinion and make your own. I don't want to control you. It's not my job. I just want to help you learn how to think for yourself. There are right and wrong ways of thinking. Different methods. I was taught right reasoning in a Greek, Aristotle and uh, Platonic, Socratic Socratic method type style. I'm learning now to think Hebrew. I'm a little bit on the dynamic side. I see good and bad in both. I kind of have a foot in each world now. But I'm trying to teach you how to learn to think on your own own, your own merits, your own way, just to 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 actually think for yourself. and then hopefully encourage you to have confidence to act on whatever it is you decide I just want to see you have a better life for you. It doesn't mean you'll be happier. It doesn't mean you're going to be not, not happy in the, you know, Ren and Stimpy, happy, happy, joy, joy sense. It doesn't mean you're going to get rich for it or you're going to be, it doesn't mean you're going to be materially better off in any way, shape, or form. But then I don't seek that for myself either. I seek joy as Paul talks about it or the pursuit of happiness as the founders actually understood it. In their day, it was a legal concept. And it meant the right to pursue the moral and virtuous life, which is what Paul calls joy. Moral and virtuous according to my compass, the scriptures. And I invite you to come along with me at your leisure or not. Your choice, not mine. Now, rather than nudge you, I will invite you. To share the show with whoever you think might benefit from it. Warn them about me. Tell them whatever you want. I don't care. Do it in your own words. I don't know if you like me or hate me. I don't know. But if you think that what we're doing here and what we're presenting here is of value to you, and it's enough value that you want to share it with others, well then you'll you'll know how to tell that person you're sharing the show with how to prepare them for it. Just all I ask is that you. Encourage them to give us more than one or two shows. Ask them to watch for a while. The show grows on itself. It takes time. If you've been with us for any length of time, you know, you know by now that I link all of this stuff together. I, I may be wrong in everything I've ever believed, but boy, can I make a strong argument to consider why I believe what I, what I believe. I've heard from a number of you. It's kind of hard to argue with some of this stuff once you start tracing it down for yourself. And remember, we hit the highlights here. These are 101 classes. I have never taken you to a graduate level on any of the things we've discussed. I'm capable of it. It's just that I'll bore the ston out of most of even you. I leave you to investigate in depth for yourself. You know what you want to look into deeper. I hand you the threads. You decide how far you want to chase that rabbit down the hole. In some cases, I'll caution you very strongly. Don't chase that rabbit unless you're like me and you're happy looking the monster eyeball to eyeball. Charlie made the mistake of chasing a few of those rabbits. T-rex has made a mistake of chasing a few of those rabbits. They found exactly what I knew they would find. And they both told me, ouch, and they both acknowledged. I don't share the scariest stuff with you for a good reason, but I do try to wake you up. And if that's helping and if it's working, please share this. And if nothing else hit the thumbs up and the up rumble buttons that lets Charlie and Natasha and I know that, you know, it's a good show today. That doesn't talk to everybody else. That's not nudge for everybody. Oh, well I had a whole lot of thumbs up. People must like, I don't want that. I don't give, I don't give a rip. Let's us know that today you thought we did a good job. I do look at that. So that's where we're at. I thank each and every one of you for being here. We do love you. We do have an agape love for you. And a lot of you brotherly love as well. Um, if you have any ideas, any thoughts, any suggestions, any comments or questions, feel free to email Joe at the road to Concord. There's a few of you there I owe answers to, and I'll try to get to it today. I'm trying to keep up on these things. I don't want to get behind. I've been going through a personal season here. I'm trying to snap out of it. And that's part of what I got to do. Quit being a child and start being a grown-up again. But feel free to email. it You know, or comment. But if you don't want to do it publicly, just feel free to email. Trust me. Charlie and Natasha will keep the classmates in hand if you want to comment publicly. If anybody gives you a hard time, they're in very grave danger of getting sniped by Natasha. She lives this quiet people now. <laughs> you just better hope she just silences you for the day rather than forever. <laughs> that AI is still a little quirky, people. Don't tick it off too much. <laughs> yeah, she's
1: got a trigger finger.
0: Yeah, and Charlie may not be able to undo whatever she does. So. And we're not talking about, you know, the new commenter being in trouble. We're we're talking about the class members have been around forever. I mean, she's still looking for a reason to smack Aaron. <laughs> she says, pew, pew. <laughs> yeah, I know, Marianne. I'm tired of adulting too, but you know. All right, folks. We will see you tomorrow. Worship Wednesday. More the Bedrock Foundation Stones of of the Faith sound doctrine that we can build our faith on. We'll see you tomorrow. Y'all stay safe and take care. Bye bye. Thanks for being here.